Hello, hello, we are live. I'm hello. so excited for this conversation. Kelly Rolf in the house. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. So if you've been around the Confidence Recovery community for a little while, then you will uh, know Kelly from the podcast episode, which was epic. Yeah, it was so much fun. That, I don't even remember when that was, you know, it, was a, it wasn't that long ago. It, I think it was in October. It feels like semi long ago and at the same time, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of us are feeling um, about, you know, kind of like, how are we nearly at the end of the year? I start to panic. So we're, let, let's just share this. I start to panic when mid-November, everybody starts going, it's nearly over. And I'm like, no, I have too much to do. I'm not ready. And Kelly you are ready for Christmas. I'm so ready. I, so I, I always get a head start when you have littles and there are hot toys that need to be, you know, purchased and things need to be in order. Uh, but this, I have to say, this is the first year that we were fully done before December 1st, which blows my mind. I haven't even started and it's December 1st. I went up in the loft before we started to get my little, like I'm just doing my little hat because that's kind of an acknowledgement to, okay, it's December. Uh, so we can start. I have my Santa coat. I'm ready. I, and mostly because it's really cold here. and This is really warm. Um, but I love that you are, that you are ready. And I, I think it's interesting because you kind of, it's, it's a bit like we have this expression here. It's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Yep you know, this season. Um, but when you have young children, it's a thing, you know, it's a thing. It's, you, a whole, you... it's a whole vibe and it's a really long time and it takes a lot of planning. And so I was just on it this year. Oh, well, okay. So what have you been up to since we spoke in October? Ooh, uh, launched some new fun stuff. Yes, you did have. Brand, did I rebrand before or after our episode? I recently rebranded to the Femme Rebellion, which is super in alignment with me. Uh, what else have we been up to? Uh, I've had some really challenging stuff in my personal life. My little baby nephew had surgery at the beginning of the month, and my oh. my father has surgery tomorrow. Um, but here we are in the duality of life. Well, and that's just it, right? We just, it, it, like, it, it's, okay, this is without trying to quote the Grinch. It's like Christmas is coming whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I want to acknowledge the joy because I love Christmas by nature. I want to enjoy the fun of it all. Um, I think there are some people who historically have a, a tough time with it. Um, and my dad was one of those or is one of those people. Um, and then there are some years that are just tough anyway, you know. And I think because this year my mom passed away in January. And so and my son is still AWOL in Canada, I think Nova Scotia. Uh, since August so it, that's a whole thing and so this will be a really quiet year with just one of my sons and I and um, it, so it's a, quite an emotional year and it's a year of purging so the way I would have handled it in the past was to just like ignore it and jolly you know and do the whole Santa baby thing but I'm not going to do that this year because I've learned I'm so wise now Kelly I've learned to process it and let it out 
Absolutely. And it's interesting that I brought up the challenge of what I'm going through and the challenge of what you're going through. And I call it the duality because I think it's so important that in our industry, we really start talking about the truth behind the duality mm-hmm. and that our greatest successes, our greatest quantum beliefs, our greatest breakthroughs are through the duality is allowing yourself to be fully present in your pain and in your greatness. You get to hold both simultaneously. And when we allow ourselves that flexibility to be in our sadness or the depths of grief or, you know, fear or difficulties, regardless of what they, what they look like for anyone who's listening, when we allow ourselves to feel that while simultaneously finding joy, while simultaneously living in desire, you and you get to figure out how to navigate both, the greatest breakthroughs of your life come. And you get stronger because you realize, I really can have both and be fully immersed in both and honor both sides of the duality and still live in a joyful, desire-filled way. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree with you. And I didn't get that for a long, long time. Well, I didn't understand that that we could exist in two different states. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think, I think that's true for so many of us. It's it's highly conditioned out of us that our emotions are a sign of weakness, that when we're sad, we're unproductive. When we're fearful, we're unproductive. It's like push that shit down so you can just get through life when, you know, in my own experiences too, as I reflect, I, I've been doing a lot of reflection this year because it's like that I've hit a decade of my personal development journey. And so I'm like looking back at the last 10 years, like, where did you go? And also, what have I learned? And it really has been my greatest breakthroughs and my greatest successes have all occurred on the energetic flip side of the most difficult seasons of my life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that is getting into the mindset of that it's happening for you mm-hmm. and not to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise the alternative is to go into the victim thing, right? Absolutely. And just be down there. And when we're in that whole kind of, you know, lower brain, fight, flight, or freeze, don't know where to go, can't do anything. I was frozen for over two decades and I didn't know because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm experiencing joy. But I wasn't. I was, I was, well, I was experiencing it, but I wasn't embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest lessons that I learned is when we don't allow ourselves to fear, I mean, to feel those quote unquote, difficult emotions, we actually don't allow ourselves to feel the good ones either. There's depth to all of them. And when we are, when we fear the depth of our emotion, we just suppress or we block off the the ability to be in depth of any emotion, love, joy, fun, play, desire, success. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we're frozen, we don't put ourselves out there. We don't take up space. We shrink. We do, you know, and, and, and like I say, I didn't know I was doing it. Mm -hmm. 
Like mm -hmm. that's, a, that's, that's such a, that's such a revelation to me that you can exist like that and not know it, that you're just, you're kind of going through the steps. And so this year I'm going to feel it. I'm going to allow it. It's, it's already making my son crazy because <laughs> he's like, yeah, but now you're making me go through it. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't that the point? Because yeah. I parented you wrong. Like I, I have all this wonderful well, I wouldn't hindsight. Say, I wouldn't say wrong. I, well, I, I would say we did the best that we could with what oh, we yeah. knew. Oh, yeah. And when we know better, we do better. Yeah. And now I can say, now that he's 25, I can say, you know what? Um, yeah, we both need to learn this. We both need to learn accepting help. We both need to learn processing our feelings and letting them go. We mm -hmm. both need to learn self-care. You know, all of these things. And in doing that, I also get to show him that I'm a, I'm fallible and I did the best I could. And now I, I'm, I'm still learning and growing. You're not done because you're an adult and you know everything. Yeah. Unless, of course, you have teenagers, then they do know everything. <laughs> I have a preteen and she pretty much thinks that as well. Um, but, you know, it's such a I always believed that this journey unfolded as it did for a reason. My daughter's 10 and a half. You know, she's going to be one of those poor girl who goes through puberty early. She's very, you know, her body's changing. Her emotions are all over the place. She's in a bit of a roller coaster. And five years ago, even I probably would have used distractive measures, right? We'll distract ourselves from the depth. We'll make things, let's do this thing you love instead of feeling. And now that I know better, I get to show her the beauty of release Exactly. And embracing your emotions and being able to communicate your emotions and being able to honor your emotions because then they pass. But when we suppress them, they get stuck. Yeah. Live in us. Yeah. I, and I, I'm just, I'm loving, hey, Levon, it's great to see you. I had to look it up on my phone because um, I couldn't see it. But, you know, I think it's this bit about, you know, um, my mom often said that you didn't know how bad something was until you started coming out of it because stuffing muffles it all. Amen. That's what I yeah. did. Because I didn't, well, I wanted to come out of it, but I didn't actually even acknowledge I was in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And a lot of the time when, you know, if we think about like breakups, divorce, um, you know, a loss of a parent or a breakdown of a relationship that really matters to you, a lot of the time we spend most of our time distracting ourselves from the pain of those situations. And in you're like six months down the road, you're still so deep in your own sadness but you're avoiding it whereas if we just allow ourselves to process i i like we have a rule in our house now that it's like if you have to cry i want you to cry until there are literally literally no more tears because think about the last time we did that when was the last time we let <laughs> ourselves cry till it was done we distract yeah. we put a band-aid on it we scroll our phone we bake a cake we do all of these other pieces to push the tears away. And then guess what? It's like this ball of energy just stuck inside of us. Whereas if you just let yourself cry till the tears are over, I promise it's actually not that long. Like we physically can't just cry for the rest of our lives. And then you feel better. You've released the energy and you're like, okay, when the next wave of grief comes over, I'm going to honor that. 
and the next one and the next sadness and the next pain and the next fear and the next disappointment and all of these pieces that we're so afraid to feel when we just allow ourselves the space to just let them be there, they surprisingly don't stay very long. Yeah. Yeah. And we learn so much in going through that. And when I was frozen, I, I didn't learn anything because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going through. Like, I didn't even acknowledge it. I love Geneva saying, speaking my language. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I am, I'm just, I love this conversation because I think sometimes social media makes us like we're supposed to show up with this toxic positivity. And then Christmas makes us, oh, we're supposed to be all excited and ready. And some of us are and some of us aren't. And some years we are and some years we aren't. And I think, you know, for me, what's going to be the most important thing is gratitude. Yep. Because, I, you know, there's, there's lots of good in those difficult times and picking those out and and knowing that you know that we have things that you know even if it's my warm bed or my lovely coat or whatever do you know what I mean it's it can be the small things but it's it's just not giving into that everything's wrong because some things are wrong so this I want to talk about this for a second because this actually is one of the things as a coach that drives me nuts that we do as people. And I'm like, I'm all for combating this. So you just nailed it. One little thing goes wrong and we say everything's wrong. And if one thing goes right, but other things are wrong, (laughs) we say everything is wrong. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. If one thing makes everything wrong, then one good thing should make everything good. Mm. We don't do that. We hyper-focus on the things that we believe are wrong. When in reality, a lot of the times, nothing's wrong at all. We're just being pushed to a different avenue that actually is guidance to where we need to go, right? And for the Christmas season, particularly, the thing that I learned as a single, I was a single mom for six years, like very little money. We had very little money and all that mattered to me in those moments, in those seasons was joy experience because kids don't grow up and say, you spent, you bought me that many presents that year. They grow up and say, I remember every Santa Claus parade. I remember decorating my tree. I remember baking cookies. I remember singing carols. I remember seeing the lights. They don't remember the shit you buy them. Yeah. They remember the moments you give them. And that was something that I always took with me now that we're successful, now that we have the means. And to be honest, we are very conscious about not going overboard with gifts. We go overboard with ex- with experiences. So like everyone's like, you're crazy because you're done shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and every single weekend in December is a different experience for my kids. Yeah. Experience- yeah. Because you've done all the stuff you have to do. Like right. as in you've got, you've got all the, the stuff because ready. Because this is the stuff they're gonna, that's going to matter to them. This is the stuff that when we talk 10, 20 years from now, when the magic of Christmas kind of fizzles, it's different. <clears throat> They're going to talk about, remember that year that we entered our house in the in the town's light competition? Because that's what we're doing this year. Because that's oh. who I am this year. Um, and, like, 
we're not going to win. I know we're not going to win, but it's not about that. It's like, they're so hyper involved and we're having so much fun and we're going skating and we're going, um, this is the first year. Um, you guys are all over the globe, but I'm over in Ontario and, and in Toronto, they have this Christmas market they do every year and I'm obsessed but my kids were young. It's annoying to try to do really cute things with them when they're young and they don't appreciate it, but they're getting a little bit older. So we're doing that this year. There's another event in our community that we're doing that it, that's the stuff they're going to remember. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and feeling that joy in themselves instead of feeling this pressure of mm -hmm. we have Christmas markets uh, here in the UK as well. Um, and they're kind of a German style. Uh, and I live just outside Bath, which is a very big Christmas market. And it's a very beautiful city, small city. So people come by the coach load. And so what the way that we see it is, oh, the Christmas markets, like, just whereas if you're ready then you can enjoy the christmas markets yeah. when you're trying to do the stuff you can't yeah I mean, and again you know i love how um geneva said perspective because i think that's what we're really talking about in this conversation is like a lot of people are pushing um supporting local and i very much agree we supported local 100 percent here this year but you get to do all of that from the couch on your phone you get to really just order presents on your phone and they go to your house and then you're done <laughs> so yeah. we make it a big deal yeah in our head when in reality there's joy in all of it we just have to look for it we just have to find it if you hate going to the mall don't go to the mall go online to the little local shop that you want to buy the cute little scarf for your aunt judy and order the scarf for pickup or delivery. Nice. Problem solved. Yeah. So Geneva's saying yes, perspective. You know, if if one thing if one thing is wrong, then everything's wrong. If one thing's right, then it's not all right. Um, uh, Geneva's in Ontario as well in Canada, and she's saying Christmas cookie walk. Does that yeah. mean something to you? No. I don't know. I just said need to know more about that. So yeah, I Geneva. Geneva, Geneva, you're going to need to explain because um, I want a Christmas cookie walk. Right. Okay, so here's the thing, though. So we're all talking about like, mm, are you ready for Christmas? Mm, are you ready for, you know, Thanksgiving for the Americans? Uh, was it last last week? Last Two week ago? I, I don't know. It's all flying by. Um, you know, are, are you ready for, um, you know, the new year? Are you, you know, are you, are you now everybody's going to start talking about it. Have you got your 2022 business goals made and plans and, you know, all of that? And then we just kind of stop. Hmm. You know, we, we don't we don't say in March, like, are you ready for March? Do you know what I mean? Are you ready for the day? Are you ready yeah. for this week? Are you ready? Do you know? Yeah. And we we so what is the deal with why does this holiday season have to be you have to be ready? Because I think we make it a bigger deal. It becomes a battle of who's got it more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, who's got it more perfect than that other family that's an influencer on social media or your neighbors or, um, right? We just, it becomes this big thing. And it's, it's a globalized, show 
<laughs> I wondered where you were going to go with that. Where are we going to go here? It's a big show. And I think, um, I think that's really why I say it's about simplifying the actual doing of the season and amplifying the joy that's possible in our season. And that translates to everything else. So business goals, my entire 2022 is mapped out. Do you know why? Because no. now I get to just be in my feminine creative energy and I get to just let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow with ease. I get to be present in my world. I get to connect in conversations like this. There's something to be said about having direction, but direction only if it supports the life you're trying to create. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Are you, are you ready? To me, sounds like, are you ready to step into the life that you desire? Yes. And I, um, I am not. And the reason that I'm not right now is because I am, have been doing, 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 right? All this masculine energy. I am good at that. I know how to do that. I've been in the corporate world for decades. <laughs> I know how to do that. Yep. And I, in order for me, and I could make a business plan. I've done it for over 25 years. No problem. But I need to be able to sit in some quiet and tune into my intuition and my creativity and figure out what do I want to be doing? What's going mm. to serve me and what's going to serve what I want to put out there. And I could, I could make a list right now. I could do it today, but it will be a to-do list. It will be a plan. Yeah. And I don't want it to be. I want it to be about connecting with what I'm trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. And so I need the quiet of Christmas or that holiday time when I don't have to be all over the place with, you know, online and podcasts and this and that and, you know and just sit in that energy. Yeah. It's a season of you. Yes, Janine, yes. it's a season of you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I keep saying it's about experience. It's about joy. It's about finding beauty and everything. That's our feminine energy. That's yeah. where intuition really gets to um, tell us what's next for us, guide us to where it is we want to go. And this is, the season of you is, it should be, Every season. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Which you should be, I should be the main priority in my own life. You should be the main priority in your life. And a lot of people get triggered when I say this. I have two young children. I have a partner. I have a house to run. I have people who are depending on me all the time. But what they don't want is the masculine energy overwhelmed Kelly. That's we have to be here. We have to do this. We have to do this. And get your ish together and do the thing and blah, blah, blah. Because if I'm overwhelmed and, and I can't sit in my own skin calmly, just being, then they don't learn how to do that either. Exactly. Exactly. 
And that's why we're going back, we're circling back and relearning some of the things that uh, that I didn't instill in my children because I didn't demonstrate it mm -hmm. because I worked right up until the 23rd. I took the 24th off sometimes. Often I had, uh, you know, coaching in the mornings <laughs> because corporate clients work on Christmas Eve and they yeah. go, hey, let's do something fun. Let's let's have a call with Heather and do something or um, and, and then I would be back to work on the 27th. Yeah. Unless it luckily fell on a weekend. And I'm not kidding, Kelly. People used to phone me. And if it fell on the weekend and I'd had like several days off and say, are you okay? Because like, you're not really good at downtime. Right. Because I was just doing, and I didn't want to lose momentum because if I did, then the question of how do I feel would come up. And I avoided that all the time. Right. And, and, and that's exactly it, right? It was, you were masking your emotional intelligence because yes. it was too much yes it was unfamiliar and you know I think I think in the entrepreneurial world too we have this belief about momentum and once we have momentum if we take our foot off the gas then we're going to lose momentum and then what was the point and so we have to keep going and we'll only take off the time we have to take off mm -hmm. and it actually I mean it can work but it's not oh, fun. I made money. <laughs> right. I made money. I served my clients. Right. And so that's why I um that's why I always say what's the life you desire? What is so one of the greatest questions I ask everyone in my life, everyone in my world is what does success mean to you? Cuz it can't be about the money. You can make money anywhere. Money is helpful, right? If you're well if you're rich, you just have more money. But if you don't build a life that you love, if you don't create abundance, or you don't have an idea of what success looks and feels like in your life, then you just are rich. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't, it, it, it's then back to this whole experience thing, mm -hmm. right? So I just want to come back to something LaVon said earlier, which is about, she's giggling about the things we do to ourselves, you know, so love the experience approach when you're talking about your, your Christmas approach, too much stuff will never make those memories. That's true all year round. Absolutely. And whether that stuff is gifts or whether that stuff is giving your time and energy to others or whether that stuff is, you know, procrastination or too much, too much business or whatever it is, yeah. which is why I need to, to have that downtime. And I'm, I'm not ready to write my business plan. I know That's I beautiful. can. But I know I won't. I know it won't be coming from a place of serving me. It'll be coming from a place of what do I need to do in, in, yeah. in writing a business plan? The truth is this is the first year I've mapped out my whole year. And the the reason that I've done that um, is because of the rebellion, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yes. also because all of 2021, I created from the feminine. So I'm obsessed with my programs. I'm obsessed with my work. It's so in alignment with who I am and the life I'm trying to create that it's easy to just do it again, right? And really feel into it and really serve at the highest level, which is what success is to me. It's like, how can I, how can I create a movement of women just rising together? Like, how can we do this in a way that's so in alignment with who we are as people and um, create these abundant lives all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So tell us about the rebellion. 
The rebellion is something that I I think I've had in my heart for a really long time, um, but I didn't quite feel ready to lead that in that leadership role. It is a year-long experience of people joining the movement. That's what we're calling it. Join the movement, the femme rebellion. So rebellious women are really just ones who break the rules. They break the rules of who they should be to stand in the truth of who they are. That's what it means to be a rebellious woman in our world. And the rebellion is a year-long experience with this a beautiful community of women all working to build their dreams. And every month you get a live group experience with me every month. And every month they get a one-on-one -on -one call. It's like the coolest thing ever. You're constantly in the energy of what it's like to build an alignment. You're constantly in the energy of other women with a similar approach, a desire to scale from a place of feminine power, which is everything for me, right? It's like, how do we change the narrative on being wealthy women? How do we change the narrative on building from feminine alignment? How do we change the narrative of business plans to living in our truth and creating this beautiful life that we desire with all the money and all the love and all the experiences and all of the joy? Right. Yeah. You and I talked about the bathtub in Bali, right? We've talked yes. about this before. I always use the bathtub in Bali as this like stupid example of people hate these coaches who are like, I made six figures in the bathtub. <laughs> I love how you say real, that. Okay. It's not real, but it is an example, a really over the top example of building feminine wealth where when you really anchor into who you are as a woman and what you need as a woman and what you desire for your life and you work actively to serve that part of who you are, then wealth is easy. Then making money is easy. Then magnetizing love is easy. Then the depth of your relationships become this incredible thing that most of us as women had no idea exists because we've lived so heavily in our masculine. So the rebellion is about us really rising in that collectively, creating a new narrative that alpha females run in packs because we get to. We get to change the narrative that if you're a strong woman, other women won't support you. We get to change the narrative that if you're a wealthy woman, you also get to be crazy in love with your partner. We get to change the narrative that just because you're a business owner creating six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, you're still an exceptional mother. It's not an or situation anymore. It's an and situation now. And so yeah. all 10 of the programs, so there's a guaranteed 10 programs but there's two masterclasses too. So it's every month are about building abundance, mindset, self-love, energetics, business strategy. You got to have both learning the balance of the masculine and feminine as you build these beautiful businesses. But at the end of the day, it's like, who am I? And how is that more than enough for what the world's waiting for? It's finding that part of us that's been waiting. The power inside of us has been waiting to rise unapologetically without fear of repercussion, without fear of loss, without that belief that it's an or situation and standing in that and becoming that and watching your entire life transform right before your eyes. 
This is the journey that I've been on for the last 18 months. And my life has quite frankly transformed right before my eyes. And so now it's my lifelong mission to take women along on the ride so that we can grow alongside each other. I am all, my leadership style is a together. I forged the path, but we walk together. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you know, I, uh, I align with that message so deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you, I, 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 there's nothing I can say that wouldn't, that would put it any, any clearer than what you're talking about. Levon saying, you know, this is so resonating for the first time in over 40 years, I get to choose. Yeah. Choose. You always get to choose, but we don't always acknowledge that choice. Mm -hmm. What I want my life to look like and not, and and overdoing it is not it, Mm. you know? Not sure it is. Yes. Okay. So Levon, this is the journey. This is the journey of energetics of finding that feminine power inside of us and saying, what is it that we want? Because a lot of the time we've spent decades pouring into what we believe we have to be or pouring into what other people need us to be or other people need from us, right? Motherhood is like, we have to keep the tiny humans alive. So they come first. We have this belief that the more we give, the more we matter and we lose ourselves in the process. Actually, I would go as far as to say we never get the chance to find ourselves. Our systems push us into our masculine energy all of our lives. And so here we are as grown women really learning how to lean back and say, that life that I built was beautiful in its own right, but it wasn't enough. I desire more of me to shine. Mm. And we get to do that. We get to do that in the most beautiful, graceful, loving, abundant way. And the craziest thing is, the craziest thing is when we truly embody it and it becomes who we are, The we become a magnet. We become an actual walking magnet for other people who feel that and desire that and want to become that. For the single ladies in the house, it's like, all of a sudden, men everywhere are like checking you out. And you're like, what is uh, happening? What is happening? Because we're exuding a different energy that is so unfamiliar in our society that it's like we're showing people just by existing what's possible for them. It's crazy. It's this yeah. crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. And there is nothing as sexy as confidence. Boom. It's true. Right? Just yeah. own in our space. Yeah. Yes. And I can feel you doing this, Geneva, because I know you love an arm stretch. Um, yes. Uh, Geneva said, yes. Um, th- and this is this is so important. I just and I know I know you were yes. talking about this as well, that putting us first so we can be better for everyone. Absolutely. Because everybody benefits. Yeah. In a lot of, it's a lot of dimensions. When I, as a mother of a daughter, show her what it means to love myself first, she learns how to love herself first. When I, as a mother of a son, show him that I love myself first, he grows up and learns that women should love themselves first. Mm -hmm. When my partner gives me open space to put myself first, we show our family what it means to put ourselves first. And that I'm I'm speaking specifically to women in this conversation, but this also is true 
for my partner, for my children, individuals need to be filling their own cup. We need to be responsible, fully responsible for our happiness, our self-love, our joy, our desire, and all that we want out of this life. It is no one else's responsibility to make you feel happy. It is no one else's responsibility to make you feel loved. It is no one else's responsibility on this earth to give you anything. It is our responsibility to do that first. And what happens is our energy just exudes that magnetism. And when other people also do that, it's like, look at all these people loving on themselves. And the world is a magical place. Mic drop. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Oh, I I just, I, I could have this conversation all day because I, and and all we're going to do is spiral into this reinforcement um I just want to acknowledge anybody who's yeah Geneva's like Mike yes 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 LaVon's loving this I I'm so excited I I I want to reinforce for anybody who is not ready to feel into that yeah who's not in that place because because here's the thing I I would have watched all this and gone, yeah, that's okay for you because you figured it out. And that's okay for you because you've got this situation or you've got that. And I don't have that. And so when we're in that victim mode, when we're deep down in that valley, it is hard to receive these messages that are so true. And everybody's going, yes, mic drop, boom. Yes, love it. And it's like, uh, I don't get it because it's not there for me. So what? Oh my God! Did you just get a? Did you just get a Starbucks delivered? Okay, all right, not cool. Who delivers you holiday drinks? Amazing. (laughs) All right, okay. So so, yes, I want to. I also want to acknowledge that as well. Yeah, and I want to give context because I have been on this journey for ten years. Ten freaking years. Okay. 10 years I've dedicated to learning who I am and what I want in this world. I started as a young single mom who had no one and nothing. I really was literally at the bottom of my life. Mm -hmm. And I one day just decided to choose myself that day. I choose me today. And then the next day, how can I choose me today? And then the next day, how can I choose me today? And every time I made a mistake and I fell and I learned to pick myself back up, I fell in love with myself more. The woman I was becoming, the woman I was choosing, the path that I was creating, but I didn't start in this place. I knew nothing about nothing. All that I knew is I desired a different life. One that didn't make me feel like a big pile of not enough anymore. Every day I decided to choose me in one capacity or another. Yeah. For 10 and years. That lives in the feminine energy. I didn't know that then. I didn't know that either. Nope. I didn't know that either. I didn't. I mean, yeah. Geneva's saying the feminine energy will give you all the love. It's interesting how it unfolds for the person who thinks it's impossible. Absolutely. I, I didn't think it was impossible because I didn't even acknowledge it. That's how far down it was, right? Like I was so far down. I was like, yes, I've got this all figured out. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're so strong. You've got it all together. You're so, and I was good at that facade. 
but when you lean into the feminine energy going back full circle you got to cry until it until it's all out you got to you've got to um let it out to let it go yeah and we also have to take radical self-responsibility for what we believe yeah. is lacking in our life, right? Uh, we're so conditioned to believe that other people, I just said, no one, the mic drop was no one owes you anything, but yeah. that's not what we're taught. It's not what we're taught in the Disney movies where the prince saves the princess <laughs> and love will save everything. That's not what we're taught in the Hallmark Christmas movies where in the last 13 minutes they've known each other four days and they love each other for the rest of their lives. That's the message that we've heard all of our lives in every different capacity is that other people are responsible for making us feel whole. Mm -hmm. and, and our language pattern is he made me mad. They made me whatever. Yeah. Nobody made yeah. you do that. You're different than the rest of the animal kingdom because you have a choice between stimulus and response, between something happening yes. and you responding. But we have to make a choice. We have to get to a place in our life where this is no longer what I desire for myself. Something ha I remember I used to say, I don't know what I want, but I don't want this. I said that forever. I don't know what I want, but I knew that I didn't want other people to have that much power over what I felt about myself. And so we have to, in order to even discover what's possible for us or what it is we even want out of life, we have to start recognizing that a lot of the beliefs that we carry, that other people are responsible for making us feel a certain way and that we are responsible for making other people feel a certain way, those are lies that media has given to us all of our lives since we were little people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I love, speaking of like little people, the Disney movie specifically, I love that in the last five to seven years, they've shifted that narrative in their movies as well. It's no longer about the prince saves the princess. The princess saves her damn self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So that's where you start. If, yeah. if this is resonating and you're just like, yeah, but I don't know where to start. You know, this is why we made this community. And this is why we align with Kelly and Geneva and Levon and all of the beautiful people who are supporting of these, these messages and choices. Because sometimes we just need to hear that enough times and then boom, it just triggers and you go, okay, today's the day I choose myself. Yeah. And that can look, honestly, it can look like today I choose to let myself cry. Today I choose to not do the damn dishes. Today I choose to have, I have no space for other people's emotions. Today I choose to get myself a manicure. Today I choose to watch a Hallmark movie. Today I choose to put my Christmas tree up. Today I choose to walk in nature. Today I choose to take a mental health day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there has to come to a point when, you know, if you, if you have, I had a day yesterday, I was super busy, but I didn't do all the things I needed to be doing. It's a form of procrastination. There's no question about it, but I was busy, you know, so busy, busy, busy. And then, and then I wasn't doing the things that really would serve me. And so today is my day of forgiveness. Yep. I choose to forgive me and try again. And we just try again. A, a line that one of my most beloved coaches I've had on my journey used to say, now say it with me. I forgive myself for believing blank 
my truth yeah. is blank. Yeah. I forgive myself for believing that I self-sabotage. My truth is I needed to honor my body's desire mm -hmm. for rest. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that is a really fun way and a really beautiful way for us to start understanding the power of self-forgiveness. And again, radical self-responsibility is also choosing to love ourselves even when it's hard. Yeah. Forgiving ourselves for mistakes that we've made, forgiving ourselves for things that we've done, forgiving ourselves for judging ourselves so harshly, forgiving ourselves for judging other people so harshly. Self-forgiveness is self-love. Choosing yourself is self-love and self-love is the path to feminine energetics. Beautiful. The feminine. I'm just typing this in the comments because I want everybody to see this. I'm loving I'm, these comments. I'm loving, I'm loving these comments as well. Geneva saying the ripple effect of having women around who are beautifully feminine in their energy, mm. our narrative. And, and it, it really is the, the, the purpose and the reason why we share this group. You know, it, it, I always say to people, look, if you want to share what you're doing, if you want to promote what you're doing, if you want to, if you want to, you know, you know, get to know people in the community, then come live and, and don't hide behind dropping links everywhere. It's not a flea market. You know, it's an environment. It's true, though. It's an environment where we all get to show up and share and cheer and uplift and support and be uplifted and be supported. And, and the, truth, the truth is, I have I, I'm not a link dropper. I never have been in six years of business. I have sellout programs. I have I've had crazy success. But I, I attribute all of that to this kind of conversation. When I share my truth, when I don't hide my pain, when I don't hide my fear, when I don't hide my difficult seasons, when I show up fully as myself, fully as myself in my greatness and in my pain, you feel my heart. Yeah. And it is in the, the energetic exchange that we create a, a community. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to point out one more thing because this is confidence through cabaret, of course. Yeah. Yvonne says, yes, we all we can all be self-rescuing princesses and still be sparkly if we want. Damn right. I Mom. love sparkle. <laughs> I said right before we went on, I said, I think I gotta put my badass hat on today. Yeah, because I had to have my mini. I'm a, I'm having a mini acknowledgement. You're like, yes, I'm showing up, badass. Got to get my bougie out. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I adore your commentary. I adore adore your products and and your messages. And most especially, I adore your sharing heart that you turn up and share for others. Thank you. I adore you. I adore your mission. I love that the interwebs connected us and I can't wait to see what kind of beautiful things we co-create together in the future. Watch this space. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Femme mm -hmm. Rebellion. That is where you're going to find Kelly. You can also find Kelly on Instagram. Uh, you, you mostly hang on Instagram, right? 
Uh, that's the gram is my jam. It's my favorite place. Um, we linked it in when we did our, our podcast episode here, but I chose today to link my free community on Facebook. The reason for that is I do a lot of really, um, fun free trainings in there. And there's a really beautiful community of other women, um, sharing their gifts and, and supporting one another. So that today is where I want you to come and hang out. If you feel so pulled to, um, if you are a business owner, there's opportunity to self-promote, there's opportunity to cross-promote, there's opportunity to network, as well as mostly and foremostly share your heart, because that's what our community is about, too. Beautiful. I'm putting this in the comments, because I am aware that when I put that link on the banner, I am aware, people, look at, look at me getting all techie. I am aware that when I put the link on the banner, it doesn't show up in the comments, and then nobody can click on it because it's just on the screen. I mean, I have grown so much <laughs> just on the tech, but I put it into the comments for you as well. Um, and I just want to extend one more thing. If anyone who is watching this feels pulled to the Rebellion 2022 Rebellion program, reach out. Tell me you're from Confidence and Cabaret, and I will honor my Black Friday price of 50% off. But you have to tell me where you came from. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Uh, Levon is saying, so lucky to live at this moment in time. You are so right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for turning up. Um, Kelly, we'll, we'll do this again. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you so thank much, you. Heather, and thanks to the ladies watching today. Thank you. I'm Heather Jean. This is Kelly Rolfe, and I'm here to remind you that it is your body, and it is your world, and it is your stage. Take up space. Enjoy. We're here for you if you need anything. Bye, everyone.